Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I am Matt. I'm Don. And I know we mostly cover wrestling stuff, but from time to time we do cover major news. And I got some news coming out of California. Um, seeing as the fires that are going on were, co- were caused by a gender reveal, I have found out the gender of the baby. You want to know what it is, Donald? Sure. What is it? The gender of the baby turned out to be a fucking disaster. Uh, because this fucking whole state is on fire. We laughed at Australia for the longest time last year, and now it's kind of the bite us in the ass. We didn't. No, we didn't even laugh at Australia last year. We laughed at Australia this year. Because that oh, happened. That's right. That wasn't even last year. Yeah. No. This year, like right at the beginning. Yeah. This year sucks. Um, bro, like. This is like literally day four of living in a fucking Robert Rodriguez movie. Like, you've seen the pictures. I've it, seen the like, pictures, yeah. The, the sky, the way the sky has looked has honestly thrown my body clock off because like it's so weird. Like it's a, it still should be sunny. If it wasn't for these fucking fires, it would be super This is actually the perfect time to fight Superman because we have a red sun. <laughs> You're one sun away from being Tatooine. <laughs> I saw your picture and I was just like Jesus Christ there's a there's someone else who posted a picture like they had the uh, this is fine dog like it was a it was a printed out this is fine dog and they just kind of oh, put yeah. him out and I was like that's that's so fucked but it's it's true or um, one of my favorite is um, Mark Bernardin put up Mark Bernardin from um, Batman Beyond uh, put up a um a video of like all the pictures and the videos of California right now and put it to the song of uh, uh, Blade Runner 2048 or whatever. <laughs> I was like, that. that's about right. That is about right. That would be a perfect opportunity to put in a We Didn't Start the Fire. We didn't start the fire. I only know that song because of Parks and Rec. Kind of. There's someone who, uh, I saw this on, I wish I knew the lyrics off the top of my head, but someone made a 2020 version of it. Uh, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's. And we're barely in September. We are barely in September. We are just starting September, and it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so done with this year. But speaking of September, we are uh, kind of starting things a little on the right side, or on the—I mean, we're still on the weird side with certain things. But um, let's talk about real quick because I mean, nothing really too exciting came out of NXT aside from two things. Um, one, we have a new NXT champion. We do. Who is our new NXT champion? Um, it's the Prince Finn Balor. I am so excited about this. Um, he is a two-time uh, NXT champion. He's the second two-time NXT champion, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. That is one hundred percent correct. This is going to be awesome. Um, I I think it was the right call to put it on Valor now, and who knows what's going to happen for um, for Adam Cole now. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him and what happens to the undisputed era because the undisputed era is if it goes up to the main roster it's dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's definitely a beaten horse at this point. Yeah. 
Um, so what was the other news that came out of NXT? Um, the Mercedes Martinez and uh, the Rhea Ripley cage match. My God, it was amazing. And that was a that was a uh, that was the main event, correct? Yeah. Jesus Christ! See, that, I, that was the right call for a main event. Like my God, that was a yeah. That was the best call for a main event, and it shows how strong. Uh, well, two things: it shows how strong of uh, the 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 women's roster is for NXT, but also how wonderful Mercedes Martinez is. Mm-hmm. Um, she made her she made her WWE debut um, at the um, May Young Classic, right? But she made Correct. like her actual her actual actual debut at the Royal Rumble this year, Correct. and unfortunately, you know, uh, COVID kind of stopped a lot of plans for a lot of people, um, but. Um, and it took a while for Mercedes to kind of get back on TV or back, you know, at least on NXT. And mm-hmm. uh, she was with Robert Stone. And every, I think a lot of people I know for sure, me, I, didn't, I wasn't going to really take it too seriously. Um, but, I mean, she she's awesome. Uh, and it sucks that, you know, AEW kind of lost out on her. Um, but, I mean, it shows that she is gold wherever she is and i can see why a lot of people like her and if if you want to know all the hype behind mercedes martinez you need to watch that match in particular she is she's so good she's so good there are rumors that she's going to be moved up to the main roster Um, yeah one of the the storylines one of the storylines going forward is robert stone uh robert stone released her from the Robert Stone brand and put a restraining order against her. So yeah, we'll probably see her on SmackDown or Raw coming up soon. And one of the one of the rumors is that she might debut as part of Retribution. Yeah. How do you feel about that? No, I don't want it. So apparently um, the stuff that's going around with Meltzer and Alvarez and all of them um, is uh, retribution is is going to be made up of people who are who have something against WWE for one reason or whatever, and Mercedes Martinez kind of fits into that, kind of doesn't. Whereas you know she kind of stayed away from WWE for a, quite a while, but mm-hmm. I mean she's only been in WWE for like less than a year. I don't think she necessarily has um, anything to will want retribution for no not really not really she doesn't um, she doesn't yeah she doesn't really i mean storyline I'm mean, oh, sorry go on. storyline wise it doesn't make any sense to me um yeah, yeah a couple of one else that's been reported as mm-hmm. well me and um, I forgot who else was it. Um, the punishment or me and um, what the fuck's his name? Damien Priest. Damien Priest, yeah. Uh, I think he's another one that might be up there. Um, but I know, like, they're right now they're just kind of using bodies, um, to fill out everybody in retribution. But it, to me, it just doesn't any sense whatsoever to to have some of these people and yeah yeah personally i'm not i'm not looking forward to it no um there is some news about cutbacks this week from wwe so yeah 
because you know they're 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 hemorrhaging money right now. Yep. Um, AOP is one of those cutbacks that's being reported. I remember when, every, when everybody was on AOP's dick, and I don't mean this in the, in a bad way, but I mean like he, they were kind of beloved for a minute there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When he had Paul Avery and teamed up with them. Yeah. Like, that was the best. That, that was one of the hottest things in NXT. Uh, more recently, so more recently, we've heard. So this was just kind of reported in the last two hours. Uh, Sarah Stock was released. Yes. Yeah, this is coming from uh, Sean Sean Rossap. So Sean Rossap tweeted out, unfortunately, we've learned that Sarah Stock is among the names involved in, d- in the WWE cutbacks. Sarah was a producer uh, and one of the agents or just a producer? Producer and agent for the women's division in NXT as well as one of the trainers for NXT. Yeah. And then who else? Um, oh, it does work. Sorry. Um, the codes do work. Oh, nice. um, sorry, I just got a PlayStation 4 for the first time because I like to be six years, seven years too late on trends, especially when it comes to the gaming trends. So don't, um, don't like we're doing some black market stuff on the background. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pay no attention to the Russians walking around <laughs> in my room. Um, yeah, uh, and then who else did we say? So we said Sarah Stock. AOP. And then we have um, one more. I don't know who the other one is. Um, Daddy Wyatt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So the so the uh, IRS well as, has gone bankrupt. Yeah, as well as Gerald Briscoe. Gerald Briscoe and Mike Rotender are two of the most senior most people at, at WWE. They and uh, the same thing with Briscoe, Rotenda, and uh, Sarah Stock. They were all. Um, furloughed at the beginning of April with uh, a lot of other people who were also furloughed and uh, just plain out fired, uh, straight up fired. Um, but the, uh, yeah, they, they now just fired him uh, fucking four months later, five months later. That's... Um, and so, again, they you can tell they are hurting for money. And you know what? It sucks. And just, just to let everybody know, like, if you don't necessarily know what a producer and uh, the road agents do for WWE. They basically help um, the 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 wrestlers lay out their matches um, for you know timing purposes for the cameras and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know uh, who who worked with The Rock a lot. Uh, um, Hayes, right? It was Michael Hayes, yeah, Mike, right? Michael Hayes. So so someone like Michael Hayes, um, you know, has always been. That is one of the best um, road agents. Uh, Mike Rotunda has also been up there, as well as Briscoe. Even Patterson. Patterson, that's who, that's who uh, The Rock worked with a lot, with Pat Patterson, because yeah. he was a Pat Patterson's boy. Um, so, like, whatever you see on WWE television isn't just, you know, the, the wrestlers themselves. It's a bunch of people in the back. It's a bunch of older superstars that usually do it, too. Like, Lance Storm was supposed to be an agent, and, you know, Malenko, and Arn Anderson and all of them, you know, they're all, they're, they're all these agents. So they lend, you know, their knowledge to the craft and, you know, and that kind of shows like 
Like, there's a style in WWE, if you think about it. Like, all the matches kind of have a formula to them. If you, like, really pay attention and watch closely, they all have a formula to them. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to tr- move away from those people, when you no longer have Arn Anderson, when you no longer have Malenko or Briscoe or Rotunda, Mike Rotunda, uh, you have to wonder, like, what's going to happen to these matches now? Like you yeah. still have a good amount, you still have a good amount of people there. You still have Jarrett, you still have um, Abyss, you still have Sandra Dunn and stuff like that. But you know, you you have you're losing out on you know so many people. It doesn't hurt to wonder what's going to happen to them, or what's going to happen to that style. What how how are the matches going to change when you're watching SmackDown or Raw? Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a big change in the atmosphere. Um, geez. This sucks. It, it sucks, and it sucks. Not, it doesn't suck necessarily for, like like we said, like not because of the style or whatever. The matches are going to change drastically on WWE TV. It just sucks more for these people. Because again, this is now, I think, it, did it just pass or is this now going to be one of the most profitable quarters uh, for WWE? It's still, they're still on track to be, if they have the most profitable year. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Money. They need to keep that stock price high. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get yeah. the money. Dollar 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 bill, dollar bill y'all. And that's why, we t- that's why I think the, like, like the Wu-Tang Clan, the natural disasters of wrestling, uh, our motto should be the same thing. Protect your goddamn neck. Y'all. Uh, yeah, no, we, send, we send our best to them and hopefully they'll find something soon. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you saved some of that, you know, million, that million dollar ink money. So, um, very... Scott passed away today as well, which is yeah, more sad news. That surprised me. And was he still doing? And if you don't know who Barry Scott was, he was the voice for Impact and TNA uh, pay per views, uh, hype videos, and stuff like that. Like his God, voice yeah. really was synonymous. Like whenever, like I literally, when I was watching um, Impact a couple of months ago for this podcast, like hearing the intro for Impact when they were on. Uh, Spike TV and FSN one. Oh my god, it just brought back so many memories. It made me feel so excited for um for impact at that time. My uh my thoughts my thoughts and wishes are well wishes are with his family. Um God, he was a legend. He was. Like um, I well every time I think of like, you know, Barry Scott, I think of TNA. Yeah. Uh you you have no I don't think TNA would be as memorable if it wasn't for his voice. So I'm, I'm saddened. I, we really lost a, a legend. And I, I don't say that lightly. Um, so we had, a, we had a pay-per-view. Oh, okay. We'll go over the pay-per-view real quick, and then we'll talk about Super Tuesday 2 and uh, Dynamite ratings a little later. Yeah, we had a we had a pay per view in um, This forgot his computer at home or at work. Yeah, I left it at work. I'm not gonna lie. Um, 
But we're here to talk about that shit now. So, what did you think of All Out 2? Um, I thought it was good. All Out, I thought it was good. Um, I have basically, no complaints. Um, well, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I have, have less complaints. I have less complaints than Ruby Hardy, I should say. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean to take it lightly or anything like that. But like, I, you can't blame her for being pissed that, you know, her husband might have died. Could have died, yeah. Like, she has every reason to be pissed off. Um, the handling of that situation, I think, could have been handled so much better. Um, that whole. So that whole scenario took me out of the pay-per-view. Really? Yeah, so... Okay, so did you watch it live? I did. Okay, so I was at work that day, unfortunately, and I didn't get to see it until way later. So when I read it, I thought that, like, there was a good chunk of time, um, you know, between when they stopped the match and when the match, you know, be, uh, restarted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, okay, that makes sense. No, it wasn't. Uh, but bad. then when I actually watch it, like, yeah, there was, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of time, uh, you know, for the, I like, you know, uh, later on in the evening for the press junket, uh, Tony Khan had said that, you know, it wasn't, uh, it was a Matt Hardy who said that he could go and wanted to continue the match. It was their doctor who said that he could continue the match, you know, and, you know, the doc, he said the doctor looked at Matt Hardy and saw, you know, there was no signs of a concussion. And so he let him continue, but there was, it wasn't even like two minutes, you know, uh, to properly assess. Um, And so um, I thought, you know, for me personally, and when I, you know, I've, I've obviously had a few days to think about it, but like not even an hour after I was just like, why didn't they just stop the match, check him for a concussion and just kind of make sure that nothing was wrong. Because like, you know, even if he didn't have a concussion right away, you know, he still could have had symptoms of a concussion. Um, I thought that they should have stopped the match continue with another match and then cut in between like, you know, take out a segment of somebody and be like, Oh, um, Tony contract sending Matt Hardy to the hospital, but you know, he, Defied, or the doctor tried to, or you know, whatever, and they could have just yeah. finished the match, like five minutes more. They could have finished yeah. the match. They would no. Here's what they could. Here's what they should have done. So, you have, you have, you know, the doctor. You stop the match, or you quote unquote continue the match in the back room because this can take this match takes place anywhere in the building. You go on to your other match that's going that your match up next in the queue. Give him enough time to assess the situation with Hardy, you know, and if it's okay, you go back to that match, like, in the background somewhere, somewhere behind the, you know, somewhere in the arena. Yeah. And if it's not okay, if it's not okay, like, you just, no, finish it. Yeah, because, and especially with the um, with the stipulation of if Hardy loses, he, you know, he has to leave AEW, but, I mean, you know, it, it's a storyline gimmick, yeah. or it's a storyline stipulation, like, you could always change the stipulation at this, you know, for the sake of somebody's health. Yeah. I thought, it, I, I, like, again, I felt it was irresponsible for them to continue on like that, but, 
um, you know, fortunately he's, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to have a concussion. And I know a lot of people were just like, oh, maybe he does. And that's why he didn't wrestle. I'm just like, well, yeah, but you know, how, like people are already criticizing Tony Khan for letting the match continue as it is. Like how much more criticism do you think they'd get if he let him wrestle this week? Yeah. And, you know, the people who are quick to say, oh, this would never happen in WWE. Oh, God. Um, Bro. Yeah, just do us all a favor and shut the fuck up. Like, there are so many instances where they, bad things they... have happened, and the, we shouldn't really bring them up, but they're, they're, there's evidence. Yeah. They continued on Raw with when Jerry Lauer had a heart attack and died for a few minutes inside the arena. I just said we weren't going to name them, but okay, sure. We're going to name yeah, them. No, I'm going um, to name it. I'm going to name it. I'm going to name it. I mean, there's uh, several Owen Hart, ones. obviously. Yeah. Um, I keep th- for some reason, don't, I keep thinking that the Tommy Jr. one actually happened, but I have to remind myself that it didn't. It's just a really good story. Um, yeah, there's just so many people, uh, fucking draws, you know, oh, yeah. draws getting paralyzed. Like, again, like it just, it sucks. Um, but again, like there's, you know, let he who without sin cast the first stone, neither of these guys can cast stones right now. And, right. you know, Tony Khan, and it's, it's obviously too, it's, it's different because it's wrestling, not football. But I mean, either way, they, there's just so many ways that this could have been done differently. And at the end of the day, everybody is just armchair quarterbacking. Um, yeah. But the, the the thing of it is, is that Hardy is okay. He's safe. He's, you know, healthy. And, you know, that's what matters most. But, yeah, that kind of took everybody um, – that kind of took everybody out for a bit. Um, what was your highlight match for the night? I want to say FTR and Omega and Page, mostly for the story. It went really long, and don't get me wrong, it was a really good match. You know, nobody does FTR, and um, and nobody does tag team wrestling like FTR. Um, so that and um, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that was a fucking fantastic women's match. I love Hiko Yoshida. Um, she literally is one of the greatest uh, women's wrestlers that they have on uh, on their roster. Um, Britt and Big Swole were were really team too. That they wanted to make Britt Baker a part of it, so they they did this match in her office, her dental office. I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was innovative. Um, and in, I mean, it's innovative in that like you know it's something different. It's something newer on a pay-per-view as, a, as opposed to just being in the ring. So I thought it was entertaining in that sense. What about you? Um, for me, Akiroshida versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, definitely one of my tops. I mean, and that's not that I'm, you know, one of her biggest fanboys, but it was just a fantastic fucking match. Uh, yeah, FTR versus Omega and Page. Um, I wasn't too into the Mox MJF match. Um, yeah, I, that, that seems to be the consensus for a lot of people. Um, uh, why, why for you, though? I just felt like it was too long. Yeah, because 
I, I never saw. I think we talked about the last time. I didn't. I didn't see MJF as an actual threat, aside from maybe his cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I didn't really see. Like, okay, well, does it make sense to you that he ended up using uh, his um his finisher anyways? Yeah, the per- I, it it made sense to me. Because yeah, because like you know, MJF is a cheater himself, and he tried to screw. Moxley, of course, Moxley. I think, yeah, he tried to screw him over by not letting him use his finisher, his normal finisher, but I think it would have been better if Moxley had, you know, made him tap out or had knocked him out or had, like, used a different finisher. Just to show that, like, you know, he has range. Um, But also that, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with no matter what you do to him, no matter what you have, no matter what you take out of your arsenal, like, he'll have a way to take you out. Now we had a debut in the uh, Casino Battle Royale. Did you see this coming? I did not see that coming. I one of my friends at work had made a point that um, that you know the Casino Battle Royale was gonna have a um, a surprise entrant because I thought like you know usually when they do these things they do usually announce them it's like oh we have a surprise entrant they didn't this time. So I didn't even think about that being a fact, especially with people couldn't travel. I initially thought it was going to be Pac. I thought Pac was going to come back and, you know, restart the death triangle. Nope, it was, um, it was somebody who, who knows the skies pretty well. Yeah. Uh, man, you know, it was Matt Seidel. And I would love to see a match with him and Evan Bourne. Uh, where was last Seidel at last? Was he in Japan or was he Ring of Honor? Um, I think he was in e- ROH, was if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I love, you know, um, I love things like that. Like, even if he's not really with the company, like, I just love little things like this. Like, if you look back at, like, their first year, there's so many people in there that were just kind of doing appearances or just doing a favor for the new company. And it just made it exciting because, like, again, you never, re- you didn't really know who was going to be a part of AEW. And especially now, they, they do that, you know, it still keeps you on your toes. So I thought that was great. I mean, obviously, I knew he wasn't going to win. Um, how did you feel about Lance Archer winning the whole thing? So, actually, he was in Evolve prior to this. Oh, okay. So he was still kind of with WWE. Kind of, sort of. Um... It's like he it's, it's like if he was an ECW, he'd still he was yeah. still barely part of WWE. He's on WWE's radar. Yeah. I I think I think Lance Archer needs a good polish. Yeah, they were building him up pre uh COVID. He was looking like a monster, especially when he was uh fighting Cody for the TNT championship. But um I think a lot of his momentum yeah. has gone. Oh, yeah, a lot of the momentum went, especially with him. And, you know, having Jake Roberts with him it still helps a lot. But um, you need to build both of them back up um, a lot. So hopefully they're able to do that now. And uh, they had – you you saw their Texas death match, right? Yeah, yep. That was a hell of a fucking match. If they're able to do, bring some of that in, I'm in. I love a Haas match sometimes. You know, um, that you do, you know. Well, and fucking, you know, Moxley can go. So I'm ready for this. So 
real quickly before we uh, discuss Dynamite this week and the follow-up, how do you think uh, WWE Super, or sorry, NXT Super Tuesday went this week? Oh, I already saw the numbers, so you can just talk about them. So they dropped down, they dropped down about a good 12 or 11,000 viewers, so from Mm -hmm. 838 to 849. Um, and also going down in a demo for the 1849 from from 0.26 down to 2.2. Now, AEW running on a post on Wednesday, how do you think they did? Again, I saw the numbers. I know how they did. My name is Matt, and I saw the numbers. My name is Matt, and I keep super informed, so that way, like, I at least have stuff to talk about on this podcast that I host with you. That's fair. You know what? That's that's entirely fair. <laughs> that is entirely fair. But uh, I will, since you said NXT's news, I'll say AEW's news. Um, in the time of COVID, and mm-hmm. close to their one-year anniversary of being on TNT, um, mm-hmm. AEW hit one million again. Yep. 1.016 million. Yeah, and it's the first time that they've done it since. And again, it's really surprising that they were able to do it in the time of COVID because, you know, um, not too many people. I mean, I, yeah, a lot of people are watching wrestling, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's also other stuff going on as well, like, you know, news and basketball and shit like that. So I'm surprised that they will, I mean, I don't know how sports works. I don't know if there's actually basketball that night. Mm-hmm. But it shows that without NXT, they probably could be doing these numbers regularly. Oh, yeah. Um, and and even for that, for the, you know, going off of that, NXT would probably be doing a lot better if they were going on the pose as well because their numbers were pretty good for both Super Tuesdays. Um, and NXT has, and you know, AEW has been doing quite well without them too. So who's so you know who knows if WWE is going to allow them to flourish and become that thing and move to to a different day? Because what I've heard, you know, again, only rumors that NXT is actually thinking of moving to Tuesdays um, right. because um, you know it'd be better for it's going to be better for their numbers in the long run. And also, like if you if you're not just counter programming something. It gives you more time to do story rather than do um, gimmicks, for lack of a better word, or just to do flashy for the sake of flashy. Like, you know, it, it like we talked about last week too, like some of the stuff on NXT has kind of suffered because they're just trying to counter-program AEW. They're just trying to be petty. And, you know, that's all well and good. We all know who Daddy Vince is, but... Um, you know that you know who suffers the worst from that is the viewer because we're not getting the quality content that we would normally get from NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think this is like I wish that they moved to or they would move to a different day. It would just be better in the long run for me personally, and especially it's a lot to watch. Um, it gives me like I guess it gives me something to look forward to throughout the week. That's why I, I don't want them to do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, uh, let's talk about some injury news real quick. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you you had like some feelings there for a second, and like 
you either suppressed them or you just forgot them or I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> that was you're one. Just like a, you're just like, a, <laughs> like, are you drinking again? Are you sure? Like, I understand you've had a long week, but like, this is not this is not the way to cope with it, my dude. <laughs> no, no, not drinking. I just suppress it. I just suppress it till it turns into a tumor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel that. Um, Jack Evans suffered an injury. Uh, on on Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, uh, his his left cheekbone, so he's not medically cleared. Also, Ivar suffered a pretty major injury uh, this past Monday on Raw. Yeah, so from so he posted about it the next day, and he thanked the fans for you know being so concerned about him. Uh, and at first, it, it didn't seem anything dire, but um, it, apparently, he might need surgery. Yeah. So he's not exactly revealed what happened, but he definitely threw up the X when uh, he definitely threw up the X when he was in that like when he did that dive off the top rope. And from yeah. my understanding, like he landed pretty hard on his neck. Yeah, that looked pretty bad, and then and, you know, fortunately, it's it's a stinger uh, for the most part. You know, yeah. it's nothing to be 100% concerned about. Um, but, you know, it's always better to keep on the safe side, especially when it comes to spinal injuries or neck injuries or of any sort. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad he's doing okay, but hopefully, you know, he gets better and he takes the time that he needs. I wish War Machine was doing better, though, on the main roster. I'm not going to lie. Me too. They they deserve better. What are they now? The Viking Experience, the Viking Raiders, the Viking Machine, the War Vikings. Like what the fuck are they? The Viking don't call it a war experience. <laughs> Alright then. <laughs> I think we said. I think I said it the last time. Or I think uh, I don't remember when I said this, but the Viking Experience sounds like something you'd order at a strip club or at a brothel. <laughs> oh my god! So you, Andrew Yang. You know who? Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. Actually, this is really who is he again? He was a former presidential candidate for. Democratic who is he? Party. Wait, so he has no affiliations to WWE. He's just a politician. Correct. Okay, that's why I was just like, why is this dude getting all not about her, but just up in WWE's crawl? Well, here's the thing. So he, uh... so. He's speaking up on WWE's new etiquette on wrestlers using third-party platforms such as Twitch and Cameo because, you know, WWE wants to monetize on all of that shit. Well, uh, they want to monetize it, but they also just want to keep their copyrights. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, they want to keep everything okay with their copyrights and stuff. Like yeah. They, so, they, you know, in all fairness, they do own those names. So... He also is kind of apparently he's a wrestling fan. Yeah, again, like I said, like that's why I thought I thought that he like might have worked for WWE and like he just went into politics. No, he's just a politician that likes wrestling. Yep. So he said, "This is his exact quote: This story is dead real, but there are a lot of storylines that are melded in melded reality with fiction. If this ends up being part of." A narrative I'd be open to it because I think fans know they understand what's going on it's one reason why fans support AEW 
they get this negative vibe from WWE and about the way the talent is being treated. And you can tell it, that it has nothing to do with any bottom, with the bottom line anymore. The men, the men's have made so much money. They have money to where they're investing in football leagues. If you're a wrestler breaking your back and the W's like, oh, we can't afford you, you're fired. It's like, well, you probably couldn't afford me afford me if you could you could probably afford me if you could afford to lose those tens of millions of dollars on the XFL debacle. Yeah. And of course my fucking screen froze. Uh basically he's just saying that um you know he you should be he should be paying no the affordability agreement doesn't does not apply to WWE when it applies to every other firm. If you look at AEW, you have a feeling their economics are real. WWE does not have those constraints anymore because it's a public company. Your company is worth $3.3 billion, billion and you're mistreating workers. That's just shameful, really shameful. There was a point in the distant past where you could have made a legitimate argument based upon cost, but now you can't. It's just plain fucking greedy. We, we can all see it. How do you feel about this? I mean, they're not wrong. He's not wrong. That's just greed? Yeah. I would say that if he was talking about all the firings and all the um, all the furloughs and stuff like that that happened, but I mean, uh, did he, did he, you didn't read the the part he said about Emma Watson, right? No, not really. I mean, if you want to read the whole thing, you can watch it on Chris Van Bleet's, uh YouTube. Basically, what he said was like, you know, in the same way that Disney doesn't make Emma Watson not sign autographs because everybody knows who she is, it's the same way WWE shouldn't, you know, l- l- stop their talent from using Twitch and Cameo and stuff like that. But I'll give him this. Emma Watson isn't going around, you know, saying like, oh, I was Cinderella or I'm Cinderella. My legal name is Cinderella. So, yeah. like, everything Cinderella is owned to me. Whereas, like, these people, like, wrestling is obviously a lot different because you're consistently in character because it's a show that doesn't stop, you know. It's not like Broadway or it's not like a movie. Like, you know, the character just does, you know, these people don't, you know, these people don't stop being their characters outside the ring or outside the arena. Like, they're still their characters. They're always selling and they're always, like, you know, making the story more interesting. Um, and so for WWE to kind of, like, want them to chill what they're doing on certain platforms, like, I know Lana um, apparently, um, like, doing an ad on TikTok or something like that for, what was it, uh, for some energy drink or something yeah. like that? Was it Monster? Was it yeah, like, Bang, I think. Bang energy, yeah, yeah. Like, that's different. Like, I could, like, you know, unless the company is affiliated with something, you don't really want the character to be affiliated because the character, therefore, is what, the co- you know, represents the company. Um, but it's different if you're doing it on, like, Twitch or if you're doing it on, you know, Instagram and just kind of, like, you know, making money that way. Or if, and especially, like, with AJ Styles, if you're using the AJ Styles name and you're breaking kayfabe and telling kind of all these little secrets. Yeah. Like, I can understand that reason, but, like, if it's something else innocuous, like, I don't understand why. If it's, not, if it's as innocuous as, like, 
just being a Twitch streamer and talking with your friends and not necessarily talking about business, I don't see why you can do it. Okay, so uh, absolutely nothing of importance happened on Dynamite this week, right? What's Dynamite? It's uh, apparently what's happening in California. It looks like somebody let off some dynamite, and they kind of did. <laughs> to be fair. Um, do you have any special days? Um, y- yes, I'm sorry. I should totally should have opened this uh, podcast up with Happy Miro Day. Happy Miro Day to you, too. It took me a minute. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Uh yeah, Miro's Miro is uh now all elite. He signed a one year contract. Actually it's more than one year apparently. Really? According according to Meltzer, it's at least more than one year. Um well, tickle. Well tickle my dick can't see. And he's the best man, uh Miro. Yes. He's gonna be Chris Sabian's best man. How did you feel about his his um his debut into all elite wrestling? I feel like it could have been better. I mean, I'm not going to even fucking lie. It could have been better. I'm glad that they waited for at least some fans to be in there, but, like, there's really no right way to debut him because he's not Rusev. He's not his yeah. WWE character. So, like, you're you're basically being introduced. I mean, unless you watch his Twitch and everything like that, you're basically, and I don't, you're basically being introduced to a completely different person. Um, so, so, like, he, there's I, really, like, no expectation. I do watch his Twitch, so that's one benefit. But I think, I think his handling of his uh, debut could have been better. So, for example, like introduce him like as a like uh, introduce him as Mirror Day. That would have been funny. Mirror last name Day. Yeah. Um, I did that's like how Scout. I did like how Excalibur. Uh-huh. So Excalibur uh, referred to him as the brute from Bulgaria. Mm. So I thought that was kind of kind of slick. Yeah, it's one way to get around copyright. Yep, but uh, I think his debut could have been better. I mean, I'm I'm glad he's there, but his debut that same thing with Zack Ryder. I feel like his, sorry, Matt Cardona. I feel like his debut could have been better. Again, everything is weird without fans, so yep. I'm sure any of these guys that would get huge reactions. So I think that's what kind of lends to the weirdness of it all. Yep. Um But yeah, Dynamite was a show. Um it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, There's I mean seeing that one million people tuned in. I think what do you think why do you think so many people tuned in to to Dynamite this week? I think with no competition for um, you know WWE, it's kind of it was kind of much much easier for them to do a live. Like it was much easier for them to get that audience. There's there's no NBA. There was no NBA. There was no NHL on yesterday. No uh, no real MLB games going on yesterday. Yeah. So it was a per- prime opportunity. I personally think that. Well, I mean, on top of that, but I think a lot of people were interested in the whole Matt Hardy of it all. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, who knew, who knew if TK was going to come out and say anything? Who knew if, uh, you know, Matt 
who did say was going to say he had a concussion or something that happened. You know, unfortunately, nothing did. I think um, having Rebby um, kind of brought in a lot of viewers because Rebby's hot. Yeah. Even with the mask. Yes. Um, but no, yeah, I think the Matt Hardy of it all helped a lot um, because I, I know I, that's why I turned in. Like, I was, I, I recently got a record player, so I literally had to stop my records and listen to what Matt Hardy said just in case. Nice. <laughs> oh. Bro, I am. I'm trying to get as much serotonin as I can, just buying shit left and right. That's fair. Uh, I don't really have anything else for this show right now. Do you? Uh, real quick, because uh, I found this interesting. Did you know that WWE was trying to get Chris Jericho to stop using the Chris Jericho name? What? Um. Basically, so, you know, again, uh, it's about copyright. Like, you know, he's been Chris Jericho in, in WWE for so long. And, yeah. you know, the only argument um, a judge would use is that he was Chris Jericho long before he was in WWE. Like the Dudleys, like the Dudleys own their names because, yeah. not just not just because Vince let them let them own it, but, like, you know, they've been the, the, the Dudleys for forever. So apparently there was agreement reached between Chris Jericho and the WWE that, um, in order for the WWE to continue using jericho's likeness and all that stuff in network stuff um they had to let him continue using the chris jericho name and like he doesn't use the whole y2j thing anymore he's obviously you know the demo god or the champion um, so that's really no problem yeah the pain maker the pain maker you know he's all that stuff um so uh, yeah yeah I, I found that surprising too that's really fucking interesting. Uh, again, yeah, again, I think it's the greed. It is the greed. That's where I could see like the whole greed thing. Like, okay, well, that's his. That's that. That was the name in WCW and ECW and Japan. Like, like how are you gonna how are you gonna stop letting him? Like, yeah, he was there for forever, but still, like, how are you gonna stop him from letting use you know the name that's made him famous all these years? I thought that was stupid, but yeah. So, where can we find you at, good sir? I am at uh, fuck. I'm at pending two fifty seven on Twitter, uh, and of course on our Facebook and uh, Twitter TNDW podcast. And you? I am E L D O N B R U J O on across all social medias. Um, you can also find me at T N. Wait, what the fuck is our Twitter? TNDW podcast on Twitter. TNDW podcast on Twitter as well as on Facebook. You're like, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, just like the California skies right now, Donald, what would you call the show? It's a fucking disaster. <laughs>